Welcome and good morning, everybody. Welcome to River City Sunday. Uh, for those of you who are here, great to see your all's faces. And for those of you online, hi. Um, if you would, uh, take a minute uh, while you're logged in online uh, to drop us a note so that we can say hi back. Um, not just, you know, me, but somebody else from the church. Um, so I just wanted to kick us off and uh, prepare our hearts for Sunday. Um, get us in a posture of getting filled for the rest of the week. And uh, what we do as part of uh, being unified with the Universal Church is to follow the lectionary. And today we're going to read from Psalm 48 to kick this off. So, great is the Lord and greatly to be praised in the city of our God. His holy mountain, beautiful in elevation, is the joy of all the earth. Mount Zion in the far north, the city of the great king. Within her citadels, God has made himself known as a fortress. For behold, the kings assembled. They came on together. As soon as they saw it, they were astounded. They were in panic. They took to flight. Trembling took hold of them there, anguish as of a woman in labor. By the east wind you shattered the ships of Tarshish. As we have heard, so have we seen in the city of the Lord of hosts, in the city of our God, which God will establish forever. Selah. We have thought on your steadfast love, O God, in the midst of your temple. As your name, O God, so your praise reaches to the ends of the earth. Your right hand is filled with righteousness. Let Mount Zion be glad. Let the daughters of Judah rejoice because of your judgments. Walk about, Zion. Go around her. Number her towers. Consider well her ramparts. Go through her citadels, that you may tell the next generation that this is God, our God forever and ever. He will guide us forever. <clears throat> Dear Heavenly Father, <clears throat> as we gather this morning on the birthday of our nation, prepare our hearts for what is to come. Prepare our hearts for what it is that you would tell us today about ourselves, about our church, about our city, about our country, and point us in the direction that you would have us go and give us purpose above and beyond ourselves. Prepare our hearts so that there is less of us and more of you so that it is not us reflected out to the world, but that it is you reflected out to the world. Father, I just pray that you would fill this space with the Holy Spirit, so that you would fill us with the Holy Spirit, so that when we leave this place, we do not leave your presence, but we carry your presence with you wherever we go throughout the week until we see each other again here next Sunday also like to say a special prayer for those who are at one camp. Father, I would ask that you would just sweep through that camp. Start a fire in each and every heart there. 
that burns as a signal for everyone across the nation and everyone they encounter when they leave the camp. A fire that does not get put out, does not dim, but burns brighter and brighter every day. Father, be in this place. We welcome you in. We long to be with you. Hear our praises. All this I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. God, we cling to the truth that your peace will make us one. Pray that that would anchor our souls this morning. That you are here to set the captives free and for your peace to reign and make us one. We pray for the universal church, its members, and its mission. We pray specifically for the missionaries in Nigeria working with Voice of the Martyrs who are saying that it is really hard to be there right now because of the persecution. Thousands just this year of Christians have been attacked, kidnapped, been handed death. And so we just pray specifically for missionaries in Nigeria and across the world God, I pray this morning that their faith would be encouraged, that they would feel the prayers of the people in this church in Smyrna, Georgia. God, would you show up in every home, hut, room, village, forest that they are in, and God, would you just love them extravagantly? Would you show up and remind them of who you are? Would you provide protection for them? We thank you for those who have said yes to walking in obedience to you and have, are risking their lives for the sake of the kingdom. you love them well, especially this morning, and may we be a people that don't forget in the comforts of America. May we not forget. We pray for the world and all those in it. We pray for the plane crash killing so far 29 Philippine, Filipinos. We pray for the families who in an instant their entire lives changed by losing a loved one. As they continue to grapple with the devastation of that plane crash, God, would you just intercede and step in for those families? Would you mobilize the churches that surround them? May they love the people well who've been impacted by this where grief is too much, where the darkness feels like it's too much. Holy Spirit, would you step in and hold them and comfort them? We pray for those who have been impacted by the building collapse in Miami and the ongoing struggles. Would you give logistical wisdom to those teams 
the rescue teams, the politicians, the organizations involved, would you just give them a supernatural wisdom of knowing what the best next steps are? Would you bring comfort to the families who may be left without answers? Would you step in and in the darkest of darkest of darkest of places of grief, I cannot imagine, would you step in and just hold them? May they know that you are not an invisible God, but that you are God in the middle of the chaos and in the middle of what seems like too much darkness, there you are. Would you somehow turn good out of all of this rubble? Lastly, we pray for those in Japan who are impacted by the landslide. Homes and towns that were devastated, lives that were lost, they're still recovering and finding survivors. It's just so much. It's just so much. And so we just plead for your mercy. Lord, have mercy. We pray for the concerns of this local community and all those who suffer in it. We specifically pray um, for all of the campers and the counselors and the youth pastors, the eldridges as they're speaking at the camp. God, would you just show up in a miraculous and mighty way? After what 2020 was and how that impacted our youth and our students and their experience with life. God, would you just radically show up? Would you show up in the most personal, tender, specific way? The quietest of whispers, would they hear your voice? Would they see you throughout all day, every day, and that there would just be, the veil would just be thin in that camp and that heaven would touch down on earth. May our churches and the network and our communities and our schools be changed because of what you do this week in our campers and in our leaders. May businesses be changed because of how our leaders know you in a new way bring healing and freedom. God, we thank you for who you are and we thank you that this morning we get to be reminded that you reign above it all. The highs and the lows, the chaos, the logistics, all of it, you reign above it all and you bring your peace with you. And I ask that for every person in this room this morning and everybody watching online, that your peace would reign in our hearts. Turn our hearts and our eyes towards you this morning. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Jessica is going to be teaching us this morning. So give her a round of applause as she comes up. All right, good morning. If you are a child, come on up here. Come on. Not up there. <laughs> y'all can, can sit right here. 
You guys can just, just sit. Sit this way so that I can talk to you guys. Over here. <laughs> sit right here. <laughs> there you go. Facing this way. Perfect. There we go. Now you guys got it. How are y'all this morning? Sloan, you want to join us? All right. Come on whenever you're ready. So, how are y'all this morning? Good. Y'all are being quiet. Y'all are never this quiet downstairs. Never. So, this morning I'm going to be, we're going to be talking about equipping the little saints. And um, I'm going to be doing a lesson how I would do it with elementary kids for you guys to sort of be part of this morning. And then I'm going to be talking to adults after that. So, we are going to go elementary style for just a little while. And I need, we always start off elementary with what? What do we do first? Before that, what do we do? A game. That's right. So we're going to play a game. All right. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Okay. So I need four of you to come stand here and three of you to come stand here. And I need at least, let's see, probably three adult volunteers. Three adults. Come on. Any three. Yay, Maddie. Yay, Abby. Sloan, come right here. Okay, one more. One more adult. Come on, guys. Oh, Julia. Yay. Woohoo. Guys, rapper. Julia, come on over here. Okay. So you guys are not going to hula hoop, right? Okay, so instead, <laughs> Maddie's out. Instead, you guys have 30 seconds to try to get all of your people with both feet planted into the hula hoop. All right, ready, set, go. Okay. All right, stop. Okay, now I need two more volunteers for each group. Come on, two more volunteers. Come on, let's go. All right, Nancy and Drew, Linda. That's good. That's, come on, yeah, come on. Okay, all right, 10 seconds to get them added. Go. Oh, okay. All right, ready? I need two more volunteers, one for each group. Come on, Drew. All right, good job. All right, everybody step out of your hoop. You're gonna come to this group? All right, another 10 seconds to get everybody back in. Ready, set, go. Get everybody in. Both feet, both feet, both feet have to be in. I don't think we can do it this time. Okay, stop. <laughs> All right, stop. You guys have to have both feet. So if you don't have both feet in there planted, then I want you to step out. Okay. Honor, you're not quite in, honey. Come on out. Okay. So how, those of you who are left out this time, those of you who are left out this time, how does it feel in one word to be excluded? Terrible. Awful. <laughs> Wait, what? What? You're supposed to be included. I'm oh. Maddie, how did it feel? Awful. Okay. Sad. Okay. 
excluded. Lonely. Lonely. Awesome. Okay. Now I'm going to tell you a trick. And so you have 30 seconds this time to try to get everybody included. But you have to think outside the box and do it completely differently than the way you're doing it to get both feet planted. Ready, set, go. Everybody can go around you. All right, they're in. Oh, uh, yay! <laughs> All right. Good job. You guys can go have a seat. Thank you so much. All right, all the kids stay up here, though. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All right, sit for me. So, you had to think in a completely different way to include everybody, didn't you? Our story today is going to be about how Jesus is a good friend. He's such a good friend, and he includes everybody. And so, that's where our story is today. We are going to turn. I have Bibles up there, so Honor, can you pass out Bibles for me? Awesome. Today we're learning that Jesus is our friend, so we can be good friends too. And in our Bible story, the person that Jesus befriended or became a friend to was an outcast, just like those people who got left out of our circles up here. They were an outcast. So we already know what that feels like, right? It feels frustrating and sad and lonely and awful, yes, Feels all of those things. All right. You guys can turn in your Bibles to Matthew chapter 9. Matthew is in the which testament? Help them out, big people. New Testament. So that's in the back half of your Bible. You can come sit with Sloan and share with her. Matthew chapter 9. That's the big nine and the little nine, actually. So you're going to look for the big nine and then the little nine. Help your neighbor. The very first book of the New Testament. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, right? Big nine, little nine. Okay. New Testament is in the back. This is what takes the most time every Sunday, y'all. But this is how they learn by doing it week after week. Yep, you're at seven. Keep going. Flip. Ta-da! Yay, good job. All right, go back a little bit to find the big nine. Keep going. Whoop, too far. Go back a little. All right, good job, friends. You guys all there. So, 
a little bit ago, we were left out because it was part of the game, right? Some people got left out. It was just part of the game. We were just having fun. But sometimes in real life, you guys get left out for real. And sometimes people get left out because they look different. Or maybe they sound different. Or maybe it's just the clothes that they're wearing because they had red bows on today and not green bows. Or maybe it's because they wore sandals instead of tennis shoes. Right? We get left out for all kinds of reasons in real life. And guess what? It feels even a little bit worse than our circles did, right? So, but Jesus, Jesus was different. Sometimes people who are outcasts because of things that they do. And this guy in the Bible named Matthew, he was an outcast because he was a tax collector. And tax collectors back then, they didn't just collect the taxes that they were supposed to, but they took extra money to keep for themselves. And everybody knew it. It wasn't a secret. So would you like somebody who took your money? No. Would you like somebody who took your money on her? No, right? You worked hard for that money. You don't want people just to take extra that they don't have to. But so you had to give it. You had to give it. So, um, so nobody liked them. So Matthew was an outcast because of his job. And he took people's money, and Jesus still went and invited him to be his friend. Even though he was stealing other people's money, Jesus said, hey, I want to be your friend. How do you think that made Matthew feel? Okay, lucky. How else? Adults? Special? What was your word? <laughs> Inclu included? Yes, included. Good job. What, Sloan? Happy. That's right. He felt happy. Good job. All right. So Matthew 9, verse 9. Maddie, do you want to read that for us? Wait, here? Wait, where do I go to? Right there. Just, just verse 9. Okay. As Jesus went on from there, he saw a man named... Matthew sitting at the tax office, and he said to him, follow me. So he got up and followed him. Yeah. Good job. So Jesus went up to him, and he said, hey, Matthew, come follow me. So that was the beginning of their, like, friendship, right? There, it was a journey, Ooh, good word, Maddie. Yes, it's a journey. But it's the very beginning of the friendship. Think about a time when you made a new friend. Boys and girls, all of you, think about a time when you made a new friend. Hmm, Scarlett. In second grade, you made a new friend? Oh, in first grade? Yeah, well, you're about to make some new friends in second grade too, right? The beginning of the school year is great. You have to make all kinds of new friends that are in your class then, right? So it's... Usually, probably not you saying, come, follow me, right? <laughs> How, do you guys share a toy or uh, have to sit at the same table or what, Sloan? Yes, you do share toys with your friends. And that's a way to have fun with our friends, isn't it? Oh, that's so kind of you to share your stuffed animals, too. Good job. And so... It is fun to hang out with our friends. And Matthew and Jesus thought so too. So we're going to read verse 10 now. Verse 10. 
You want to read on her? Okay. Um, as Jesus and wait, no. As Jesus sat down to eat in Matthew's house, many tax collectors. And shiners joined Jesus, and he dis and his disciples disciples at the table. Good job, thank you. So yes, Jesus came, just like you guys do fun things with your friends. Jesus came and ate dinner with his friends. That sounds like fun, right? So what do you think that they had for dinner? Chicken. Mm, what else did they have for dinner? Yes, they had corn. I'm sure they had corn. What else did they have for dinner? A salad. Good job. Yes. What? Oh, some rolls. They definitely had bread. I'm absolutely positive of that. Oh, they had some wine. Okay. Good job. This is why kids ministry is fun, y'all. <laughs> okay, so Jesus is sitting down to dinner with his friends. And the words that it describes them as is tax collectors and sinners. Sinners, first of all, the sinners are the people who do things that separate them from God, right? They do things that other people would think, oh, that's not nice. There's... There were all kinds of things. It wasn't like they all did the same thing, but they were all sinners. They were all known in the community to do not nice things. The tax collectors took money, but there were other things that they could have done. And then the disciples are the people who are already friends or followers of Jesus. Okay? So those are the people that are at the table. Now, these people were not perfect. The Bible says that they were disreputable sinners, so they did bad things. So, all right, I need some of you guys to come up here. Okay, Honor, you can come. Can you hold this for me? This is Matthew. All right, and Noah. Would you like to hold one? Okay, come on. Okay, you can just stand right in the middle there. There you go, perfect. So, these are our disreputable sinners. And notice that they are not perfectly white and clean. They have some black marks on them. They're not 100% perfect, right? Do all of you agree with that? Okay. So, there were some other people called the Sadducees. They were sad, you see. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. Um, they had a, so, these are the people on the opposite side, the Pharisees and the Sadducees. The Pharisees were religious leaders, and they thought that they were perfect. <laughs> Now, 
that, do you think that was the case? Do you think they were perfect? No. No, they were not perfect. So, but they thought that they were perfect. And they did not like Jesus eating with these people. Jesus is hanging out over here with these people. That's right. Good job, Manny. And they did not like it one bit. And so this is what they said to Jesus. Can you put our verse back up there for us? They said, why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? And on hearing this, Jesus said, it's not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. The healthy don't need a doctor, just the sick. So, You are calling my friends sinners. You're telling me that they don't deserve to eat with me. <laughs> and so Jesus heard that. And then he didn't just leave it. He stood up for his new friends, right? And he said, it's not just the healthy who need a doctor. It's the sick people who need a doctor. I, he said, I came to be with these guys just as much as I came to be with you. Well, now you do. So, in reality, the Pharisees were actually in need of God too. Because it tells us in the Bible, boys and girls, that we are all sinners and we all fall short of the glory of God. And that's why we needed Jesus to come. And so Jesus came and Sloan and Scarlett, I need you guys to help me now. And Zelda, can you help me too? Jesus came to each friend to heal them, right? So can you put that over Noah's black spot on his person? Scarlett, can you do the next one? And Zelda, can you do the next one? I am. Take the back off and put your Band-Aid over your black spot right there. Do you need some help, Sloan? I'll help you. So Jesus came instead to be the friend, to make them friends of God. I'll take your trash. Thank you. And he came for everybody, right? At River City, we have a saying. We say that we all go together. That means that everybody is included. These guys... These guys, the little kids, and the big kids, we all go together. All right, you guys can have a seat. Thank you. Friend of Jesus is what it says. So Jesus, he came to hang out with all of our friends. He is the very best friend the very best friend that you guys can ever have. He always will include you, and he'll always be there with you. Now, sometimes we have friends that 
we may both be human beings, like we both have hair, we both have skin, we both have eyes and whatever, but on the inside, I know you adults can't see this, on the inside we're really different. Can you describe the difference between the cups for us? One looks dirty and one's not. There's actually something in both cups. Can you see? There's salt and pepper. Do they look anything alike? No. They don't look anything alike, do they? It's clear, so it's hard to see. Do, you, do they taste anything alike? Have you tasted salt and pepper before? <laughs> but... If you add salt and pepper together on food, on food, what happens? It does make salt water if you put salt in water. If you do what? Yes. <laughs> yes, sometimes you sneeze. Absolutely. But they make your food taste really good. They go really well together, right? When you mix them together, they make your food taste delicious. So even though they're really different looking and really different tasting and not really alike at all, they go really well together. And sometimes as friends, our friends may not look like us. They may not talk like us. They may not act like us. They may not be like us at all. They may not have the same interests, but we can still be a good friend to them, just like Jesus was a good friend, even though he was perfect, right? He was the only one who was actually like this. He was very different, right? What was on his insides were different, but he was a friend, a good friend to the people that he came to be with. So... Adults, <laughs> oftentimes, we were those disciples, right, that Jesus came and he ate with. That's how we all started. We were those disciples. Can you put up my next verse? And just a few chapters later, some people brought children to Jesus so that he would place his hands on them and pray. But who, does the, who scolded them? The disciples. Allow the little children to come to me, Jesus said, and don't forbid them, because the kingdom of heaven belongs to people like these children. And he blessed the children, and he went away. It was the same people, the same group that he had just sat with and ate with, communed with, who decided that some of the others weren't worthy to be with Jesus. How often we forget, how quickly we forget to be the ones that include everyone, right? That's, an, that's a growing up thing <laughs> often for many of us, that we forget. We forget that we were the ones that weren't in the inner circle. And so my challenge for all of you guys today is to know that equipping the little saints are, is important. These guys are so, so, so important to the body of Christ. They are part of the body of Christ. So many times we think 
that kids can't be part of the body of Christ until they are teenagers or young adults. But they're ready right now. They have these beautiful, teachable spirits. They can hear from the Lord. They can lead us in worship. They can lead us in prayer, in reading scripture. They can do the things that we can do. And they're ready, and they're willing, and they're learning. And so, as we've been talking about equipping the saints, we don't want to leave out the little saints. When we talk about equipping the little saints, some of you may ask why. Second Timothy. Can you put that verse up for me, please? But you must continue with the things you have learned and found convincing. You know who taught you. Since childhood, you have known the Holy Scriptures that help you to be wise in a way that leads to salvation through faith that is in Christ Jesus. Right? Equipping the little saints should be on the top of our list because it is that wisdom that is created. Once they are introduced to the Scriptures, they fall in love with the Scriptures, they learn how to really pray because we show them. Right? We usher them into the presence of God, whether it's through worship or through prayer week, or through prayers of the people, having them in here in family Sundays, having them in their classrooms on Sunday mornings where they can really dig into that knowledge of who God is on their level. Those are all ways that we usher them into God's presence. And it's important because it's building that wisdom that will carry them into salvation. We introduce them to Jesus and we teach them how to pray, and how to read the scriptures from an early age so that that wisdom can guide them through their preteen and teen and young adult years. It's a foundation that's built upon. They are so ready because they don't have any doctrine already formed in them, like so many of us, right? And so it's super fun to be with them on Sunday mornings because they ask the hard questions, y'all. I love when they ask the hard questions. You have to be ready. You have to have fun. But it is the highest priority to equip these guys. So today we're going to move into groups like we did last week. And there are going to be questions on the screen. Thank you. So if you're at home... They will be interacting with you guys on the chat with these questions. You guys are going to grab like four or five people around you to just pull into a group, pull your chairs into a group where you are, and discuss these questions. You guys are going to stay right here with me to discuss. And um, if you guys are interested, they are on that table. There are volunteer forms. We, are, we do have several areas where we will be needing help in the fall with children's ministry. If you feel called to step in, please fill out a form or email me. Just let me know. I'll be happy to plug you in wherever you feel like you most could be equipping the saints. And if you are a leader before, you know what to do. If there is no designated leader in your group, just go through the questions. It's really, really easy. So no worries about that. I'm going to pray, and then we'll move it into groups. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for today. I thank you for the boys and girls, for the babies, for the toddlers, for the adults. 
for the seniors. Every one of us are part of the body of Christ. You call us to unity. You call us to work together and to be one. So I pray that you would help us to see our place in the body. To know our place in the body. To know the things that you have called us to. That we would look back the ways in which we were taught from your scripture the ways that we were taught by you that prepared us for the calling that you have on us now. Would you just remind us of those? Lord, I pray that we would step into all that you're calling us to without fear, that we would have teachable minds and hearts like the littlest ones in our body, that we would follow them and take, take mind of their example take heart from their example. Thank you for leading us and for giving the little kids such a gift. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, we're going to close out our time today so that anybody who needs to get to camp can get to camp. I know my household is super excited to be going to camp this afternoon, so... All right, everybody, wherever you are, just bow your heads, close your eyes, hold hula hoops. Still, thank you. All right. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for today. Thank you for being with us. Thank you for speaking to us. Thank you for loving us. We pray protection on those going to camp today. Um, and Father, I just pray that you would just continue to work in our hearts and teach us how we can be a part of equipping the little saints. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. You guys have a great Sunday. Thank you. Thank you again for joining us today. And please visit our website at rivercitysmyrna.com.